1: on your tuesday episode of locked on raptors the play-in game is tomorrow and we're bringing back a podcast favorite to help preview it it's what's more likely as i search for my button to press the music oh like because when i shot i expected to make it so like i don't shoot kind of this
2: you are locked on raptors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1378 of Lockdown Raptors for Tuesday, April the 11th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all of my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow the show at Lockdown Raptors. You can subscribe to the podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts in audio form. And... Most importantly, Discord! Get to the Discord server, baby! It's a lot of fun in there. We're talking fake trades. There's a Blue Jays channel that we're talking about the birds in as well. Uh, All sorts of good stuff going down in the Lockdown Raptors Discord, so jump on in there. It's the place to be during the play-in game tomorrow. The link is in the description of this podcast, both on YouTube and on the audio app. So come hang out! It'll be great to have you in there as we all collectively melt down during the play-in game tomorrow. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code Locked for 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. If only there were a game you could buy last-minute tickets for in Toronto tomorrow, baby. All right. Let's dive in. I'm juiced up, baby. We got a we got a game. We got stakes, single elimination, and we got big V back from vacation. B- the big V does stand for vacation. Big Vacation is on the show. It's Vivek Jacob of Raptors.com. Big V, am I too much for you this morning?
2: <laughs> no, man. I'm very impressed. Uh, you are on form. You rhymed elimination with vacation.
1: Mm, and... Did I? Wow. Did, <laughs> the poet didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you are on fire, man. Let's get this plan going. Let's get this playing going. As I've said on the podcast, I'm choosing to enjoy this. I know lots of people are mad that they're in this certain spot, but uh, single elimination basketball is fun and cool. DeMar DeRozan in town, lots of narrative through lines to this game. It's gonna be a fun time, nonetheless. Uh, we're gonna preview the game today in the form of everybody's favorite Locked On Raptors concept. What's more likely? Where I pose two scenarios and we discuss which of the two is more likely. It's usually somewhere in the middle. That's the beauty of the game, baby. Let's dive on in. I'm using baby a lot today as well. I'm just uh. i may have had a little much coffee before jumping on the show here big v i'm not gonna lie uh but let's begin shall we by talking about uh the raptors rotation that we might expect to see in this game our first of three what's more likely scenarios today is what's more likely big v Six Toronto Raptors play 10 or more minutes against the Chicago Bulls, or nine Raptors play 10-plus minutes. It's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. That's the beauty of the game. But where are you at? What's the more likely outcome here? Does Nick Nurse go full Nick Nurse mode and shorten this down to the tiniest rotation in the world? Or will he expand it out, hopefully get a little bit more in terms of you know, production out of, say, Will Barton or uh, Christian Coloco. There's Precious Achua on down the line. We know Chris Boucher, Gary Trent Jr. will probably be part of the mix. But what do you think here, Big V? What is more likely here? Six Raptors playing 10-plus minutes or nine Raptors?
2: So I am going to go with the nine.
1: Wow. All
2: right. Do tell. Uh, So I think it's pretty much a lock that, eight guys are gonna play okay and you know it's obviously the starting five that we know of and then i think uh boucher precious and gary are gonna get in off the bench so it's a Mm -hmm. question of one more guy and uh i think you know i don't want to spoil anything that's coming but i think uh based on the way their most recent matchup went on feb 28th where Mm -hmm. uh jacob didn't close i could see Nick kind of leaning towards saying, hey, let's get as many of the smaller fast guys uh, in there as we can. And that's where uh, I think that ninth guy figures in. Um, And then, you know, we'll see. I I don't know if Coloco uh, will necessarily get in there, but Mm -hmm. uh, I I might, uh, I would not be entirely surprised if we saw a bit of Malachi Flynn. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I want to see that. Uh, For me, I think I'm also going to go with you, Big V. I don't think we're going to see it shortened down to the tiniest rotation, six-man rotation in the world, just because I think... Chris Boucher and Precious Achewer are going to be very important in this game. The Chicago Bulls are very good at limiting offensive rebounding opportunities. They're one of the best teams in the league at doing that. I have the numbers here. Per cleaning the glass, the Bulls are number four in the league in offensive rebounding percentage allowed, and they lead the league in the number of plays spent in the half court. So they slow things down. They make the Raptors, they're going to make the Raptors have to play full, drawn out possessions, and not getting second opportunities off of those drawn out possessions could. Would be disastrous for the Raptors. They also allow the second fewest points per miss uh, for the opponent. It's they're, they're very good at not getting bludgeoned on the offensive glass, which is what the Raptors love to do to teams. Chris Boucher is maybe a guy who can kind of counteract that strength of the Bulls because he's so good crashing the glass. Precious Achua as well. And I also think Precious's defense, we'll get to this in the next segment, I think Precious's defense in this game is going to be paramount for a team that has struggled with smaller, slicker guards all season long. The Bulls got lots of them, and Precious Achua is one of the few guys who you can say, hey— he can guard anybody. You can throw him on one of those guards, and it's going to be fine. You mentioned them not closing with Jakob Pertl last time as well. I think there's a real chance they do close with a precious Achua, considering how he's played of late. The game that took place on February 28th, Raptors-Bulls. This was the first game for the Raptors' new starting five. It was Fred VanVleet's first game back after the All-Star break when he missed the time uh, on uh, paternity leave. And so you didn't see like the full sort of, I think, rotation patterns that developed over the course of the back part of the season. Um, I would expect we'll see a little bit more in terms of depth pulled out today. It, it, tomorrow. Yeah, whatever the hell day it is. I don't know. I'm all juiced up, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I think it's likely that we see that go pretty deep. I guess I think there is maybe a space for Christian Coloco in this game, Vivek. And, and I think... It very much depends on the game flow, certainly, and and like just sort of how things are going in the game. That's, you know, that's the thing with a one-off game is you can look at all the stats and look at everything that's happened. But what's happening in the game is what actually matters. And you kind of throw throw the stats out the window to some degree once you get into the flow of it. But the Bulls, like I said, very good cleaning up the offensive glass. I know Coloco's not the offensive rebound hound that, say, a Boucher or a Chua is, but he can probably help there. And the bigger thing is the Raptors really struggled against the Bulls in terms of their rim defense. They gave up 16 of 21 at the rim just sort of easy walks to the bucket for Demar and Zach Levine pretty routinely. And I wonder if just having Christian Coloco in there as a deterrent when Jakob Pearl's not on the floor, maybe that is a way to kind of counteract what the Bulls do best and just give you that backliner defense. It's defense. Uh, it could go a bunch of different ways. Like you said, we could see Will Barton get regular run in this game. If he goes on a heater and he's uh, providing three-point output for the Raptors like he did a couple of games down the stretch, I guess that one game down the stretch where he went six of nine, that could be what swings this game, because three-point shooting is going to be massively crucial to swinging this game. It's a single basketball game. Three-point shooting is probably what it's all going to come down to if we're being totally real. Uh, not Please listen to the rest of the podcast. Our analysis is good. Uh, <laughs> Big V. Any other thoughts there on Coloco, Barton, like some of these guys who might sprinkle in, you mentioned Malachi Flynn, like what role would you see those guys operating in Flynn, Barton, whomever um, as we maybe see a bit of a deeper rotation here for Nick Nurse.
2: So the case for Coloco would probably be those minutes when uh, Drummond is in the game. Yeah. And I think, you know, just matching big with big uh, with the other two, with both uh, Malachi and, Barton, this is where honestly you're going to miss Jeff Doughton a little bit because I think if you were to pick one guy who matches up with the likes of Caruso, Dosumu, um, who else am I missing in that guard? Uh, Kobe White, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think having Jeff Doughton in there would have been a nice matchup. It is what it is. He's not there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's where I think Barton and Malachi probably figure in to get minutes. Uh, And so uh, I think. The interesting thing with Chicago as well is uh, when you look at their defensive metrics since the All-Star break, uh, they Mm -hmm. were third in defensive rating. Um, They force uh, a lot of turnovers. They were fourth best at forcing turnovers. But unlike the Raptors, they barely foul. They were fourth best in foul rate as well. Um, And that, again, comes back to guys like Caruso and Patrick Williams and Pat Beverly all being very good at poking at the ball without actually fouling. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, how that uh, portends to, you know, you you look at the Raptors and the fact that their team that especially since the trade deadline barely got to the free throw line, they were 28th uh, in getting to the line. Um, And so on those drives to the bucket where we know, in a play in, playoff setting, the whistle is going to get swallowed up. Uh, how often is the ball going to get poked away? And are we going to hear those groans from the Scotiabank Arena crowd? Um, <laughs> so, all of that uh, comes into play. Uh, and so, at the guard positions, you have to be very good at rebounding as well, because mm-hmm. all those guys rebound the ball well. Um, so I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but no, I think when like the will Barton's and the Malachi Flynn's, if, if they get an opportunity, those are all things they're going to have to be conscious of.
1: Yeah, it's, um, we'll get into it. There are some things that give me some pause about this matchup for the Raptors. I will say, I think maybe like the guard fear is maybe a little bit tamped down in this game. Say, compared to games they played against, like, the Pacers, for example, or even, like, the Cavs, where there's all those really dynamic guards out there. I think with the Bulls, like, as much as they're guard-heavy, Alex Caruso, Patrick Beverly, like, I'm not totally worried about them taking over the game with a million blow-bys. If they do do that, then maybe that's a good thing, because it means Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan aren't creating for you. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're slick. They're they're small, they're, they're fast, and they're kind of nasty. They've been a pretty damn good team, and... You know, you mentioned the third best defense since the All-Star break or or whatever the cutoff was that you had there. Um, You know, the Raptors have been number six since the Acapertal trade, and this is going to be a rock fight. These are two not very good offenses who don't shoot especially well, uh, who play very good defense. It's going to be nasty, and it's going to come down to razor-thin margins, which is an area where I feel like the Raptors have kind of struggled this season, despite being the team all about the margins and winning on the margins of the game. They've also, you know, the three-point shooting disparity, things like that. If it goes against them, they're going to be screwed. It's just the Bulls are, uh, they're not the same team they were when the Raptors played them twice at the start of the season. Let's put it that way. Um, Let's continue on. We're going to get into the next what's more likely scenario in just one second as we dig into... Some of the matchups in particular, some guys who might have off nights, Fred Van Vliet, DeMar DeRozan, they're going to be up against tough defense, who will be in tougher. We'll get to that in just one sec. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. And look, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, especially when you want to go to the play-in game to see the Raptors take on the Bulls. Game Time is the place to go get your last-minute tickets easily and conveniently forget all the planning. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals as well on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you with 110% of the difference. That is a great promise. The Game Time Guarantee. Get images of your seat as well before so you know exactly what you're going to see when you arrive. No weird sight lines or anything like that. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds just two taps and you're set download the game time app create an account and use the code locked nba for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
0: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: all right we continue on here big v vivek jacob of raptors.com along as we continue our what's more likely play-in edition Looking at Raptors-Bulls, Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Scotiabank Arena. Uh, What's more likely number two, Big V? Fred Van Vliet has an off night, guarded by Alex Caruso and Pat Beverly, or... DeMar DeRozan has himself an off-night guarded by O.G. Ananobi. I shared the number yesterday. The season-long defensive stats per the matchup data on NBA.com. DeMar DeRozan guarded by O.G. Ananobi. It's not gone well for DeMar or the Bulls in those possessions. 118 partial possessions over three games. The Bulls scored 101 points. DeMar DeRozan, six turnovers in those possessions. Just 14 points scored. Six assists as well, but just three of five from the field. Not a whole lot of damage being done by DeMarta DeRozan when he's been guarded by OG Ananobi. Uh, on the other side, Fred Van Vliet has got a couple of nasty dudes who are going to be likely sharing the duties with him. Alex Caruso, Pat Beverly, um, you know, working in that pick and roll combination with Nick Vucevic, obviously. It's going to be a thing where... You're probably inviting a lot of Pat Beverly or Alex Caruso to the party by running screening actions with Jakob Pertle And how do they meander around that? And, you know, Can Fred Van Vliet burn them if they go under? Can he get by with a first step if they go over? All sorts of interesting stuff there. Big V, who is in for a rougher time? Fred Van Vliet or DeMar DeRozan?
2: I think uh, DeMar DeRozan will have a more difficult time. I think mm-hmm. when you look at the way the matchups have uh, played out across the season when you look at uh the season OG Ananobi has had, uh, I think he will absolutely be ready for him. And then I think when you look at you know Nick Nurse's a uh, mantra of taking away <laughs> as much as he can from the team's leading scorer, uh, I think that's going to play into it. And then, uh, you look at uh Fred Van Vliet, I think outside of uh that one horrendous night, uh, on feb 28th against the bulls where Mm -hmm. uh, i believe it was three points on one of 11 shooting yeah uh he's actually played pretty well against the bulls um like even with that horrific night uh fred averages like 20 points and eight assists this season against the bulls so Mm -hmm. um so i will take demar de rosen having a tougher tougher night
1: the one wrinkle in this one is I wonder if DeMar maybe gets some reprieve because it is deemed that Zach Levine is more worthy of the OG assignment than DeMar at some point in this game. Zach Levine has been. Really freaking good in the back part of the season. I know he kind of gets clowned a lot for having like an outsized contract, not a winner, blah, blah, empty calories. He's bloody incredible. Yeah. 27, four and five on 52% from the field, 38% from deep, 89% from the line since January 1st. Uh, sorry, since February 10th. That's the, that's kind of the cutoff I'm using for both of these teams. Cause that's the act trade. They get Pat Beverly not long after that. Um, and like yeah basically 50 40 90 guy really really bloody efficient and he's a type of player that has cooked the raptors in the past quick guard can get you know attack downhill if you send extra attention to mars way which you don't often have to when you have og there but it's going to happen sometimes levine is the kind of guy who can demolish you on the weak side (sighs) do you think there's a world in which og guards levine in this game do you think that would be advisable considering what levine's done I just look around and I'm not sure there's another guy that I really trust to hang with Zach Levine. It's been mostly Fred Van Vliet this season, um, per the matchup data. He's kind of got that in assignment the most often. But, uh, you know, and I think Fred's on ball defense has gotten. Markedly better since Jakob Pertel arrived. It was really the early part of the season where he was super, super bleak on that end. Um, but curious where you're at with the idea of maybe you switch up the standard assignment and have OG be the Levine guy and try to cut off the sort of quick fire scoring that Zach Levine brings to the table. Uh, I would be
2: surprised if they did that to start. Mm-hmm. I could see a scenario where, hey, Levine's got it going. We got to make adjustments, that type of thing. And Mm -hmm. and then they go from there. But I do think that the Raptors will feel comfortable with the current matchups that they have, where they've got Fred on Levine, as you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I I think, I think, you know, maybe uh, a different way of creating the matchups you might want is. Uh, what the Bulls have done in this matchup defensively is they've matched uh, Damar with Scotty, mm-hmm. and over the course, if you watch that Feb 28th game back, Scotty had an incredible fourth quarter. Um, was you know that prototypical fourth quarter Scotty that we've come to expect, but for the first three quarters he wasn't aggressive at all. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point in the third quarter, I believe he was still like one for eight, um, yeah. and so I think again. Whoever is matched up with DeRozan on the other end has to, when, they, when you get an opportunity, and frankly, if you're Scotty you have to seek out those opportunities um, mm-hmm. to punish him, to get him in foul trouble. And then, you know, hey, if you get DeMar out of the game, now you can lock in on Zach, right? Sure. And sure. so that's where you say, okay, we've got DeMar out of here. Let's get OG on him and really uh,
1: crank down. I Do you worry at all that the Raptors are going to get kind of baited into their mismatch hunting sort of bad habits from the start of the season where that was kind of their only offense? They didn't really run a whole lot of flow. My thinking is, you know, maybe the Bulls really sell out to to contain the Fred VanVleet yak pick and roll. And you end up with a lot of smaller guys who you can go and target for Scotty, OG, Pascal in particular. You can get one of them onto Levine pretty easily. I'm sure Levine will have to guard one of those guys at some point. Um, you know, same with Caruso and Beverly. Like if you can get those size mismatches, I think it's gonna be tempting to just want to go back to that well all the time. Do you think that's potentially problematic considering what the offense has looked like at its worst versus what it's looked like at its best? Or, uh, And I say that. The Raptors were better in the first half of the season offensively than they were in the second half after the act trade. So maybe hunting mismatches is the way to go. I know this is kind of what they do against the Pacers. I think the Pacers are kind of like Bulls light as far as how they're built. Um, and so I think there's some stuff you can draw from those matchups as well, which the Raptors did not fare particularly well in this season. Um, what are your sort of impressions of the way the Raptors offense might work do you think there's a chance that with the way the bulls defend which has been very stoutly uh that they might have to go a little bit more sort of all right let's just find our guy and try to go to work against him um i think
2: you know early on they will go to as long as yak is in the game they will i think have a steady diet of like fred yak and roll action you gotta pound Uh, voosh right
1: like you gotta really take it to him yeah
2: exactly and so uh i have no doubt about that again we go back to how the raptors closed and what that looked like um i think you know again when you put scotty at kind of that five position and Mm -hmm. he can kind of roam a little bit i think uh there's a lot of positive things that happened and there's a lot of positive things that can happen uh, it was good that Gary Trent Jr. got his shot going in that final game against the Bucks so hopefully you know he's ready to go in this one and if he's playing well, then you know that closing lineup of Fred, Gary, uh, OG, Scotty, and Pascal opens up, right mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that it, that only becomes difficult if Gary's really struggling. So uh so I think the way the fourth quarter, looks will be very, very different from the first. And so, again, mm-hmm. coming back to the Raptors offense, I would not be surprised if the first quarter looks pretty egalitarian. But then fourth quarter, it's like, hey, let's get it to Pascal. Let's get it to Scotty. And, you know, we'll just work off that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if, if Scotty is fourth quarter Scotty and doing his thing, uh, I, I expect good things to happen. Uh, Pascal, I will say, uh, looked pretty uh probably as comfortable as you can look going up against Caruso, backing him mm. down and getting to his jumper um, getting to the basket at times as well. so uh, I feel pretty good about that matchup.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting if they if they put Levine on him even better but uh, I think those are the two kind of X factors right because they're uh, happy to put, put uh, Levine on OG and damar on Scotty. And so how those two guys take advantage of their opportunities against those two guys on the offensive end uh, Mm -hmm. will speak for a lot in this matchup.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this, I think, is going to be a real test of the Raptors stylistic diversity and whether or not it's actually a weapon like. I think we've seen it become a little bit more of a thing they can count on. Is that oh, we don't have to close exactly with the same vibe all the time. We can pl- throw Precious in there. We can throw Gary in there. We can kind of mix it up in terms of how we're playing. Um, that might I will be say I think, for, yeah.
2: Just quickly, I, I think Boucher is probably more likely to close than Precious. That's I, I think over the course of this matchup, he's had mm. some
1: really good minutes against the Bulls. Boucher has historically crushed the Bulls. I remember he had like what was it like a thirty-eight point game in the Tampa season. That yeah, the
2: thirty-eight really, and nineteen or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. surely ballooned his, uh, his 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 future earnings. Good for him. Um, I actually think Precious stands a pretty good chance of closing this game as well. Um, just if Gary's off, like if he's not shooting well. I could see them maybe going with that smaller look with precious in as the five with uh you know scotty pascal og and fred it's a little light on shooting but that defense i think holds up pretty well um and you kind of get a little bit of both worlds right you get a little bit of the yak rim protection you get a little bit of the sort of more spacey smaller look that you get with gary and certainly a lot more defense with precious as well which again i think he as far as guys who can corral levine DeRozan, like Precious is as good a bet as anybody outside of OG on the team, and so I think there's going to be real run for him. He's going to have to not be roller coaster precious. He's going to have to have himself a game like he's had kind of down the last week of the season here. But um, I think there's a world in which he closes again, and again, I think it's just like a test of how real their stylistic diversity actually is. Can they get by playing multiple different ways, or they're going to have to lean on that starting five? If that's the case, like things you get a little weird because I, I think we could see. The Vooch issue, we've seen Yak kind of struggle, and it's not even so much a Yak struggle, it's just like the way the defense works. You pull Yak out with a spacing big, and it kind of just unspools everything. It's like taking the one Jenga piece that has it all fall apart. Um, and so, fascinated to see how they're able to work around that and the whole Vooch question conundrum there. Yeah. Um, We will come back on the other side, get into the last what's more likely. And it's really the only question we've been trying to answer here. What's more likely? Will the Raptors win or the Bulls win? We'll get to that on the other side. Before we do that, however, gotta tell you about our good friends over at let me tell you, prize picks. That's who it is. Prize picks. Yeah, we love prize picks because it's daily fantasy sports made fun, accessible, super easy. No longer you have to put up with the season-long slog, it's a nightmare. No one likes season-long fantasy sports. You're lying to yourself if you say you do. It's too much work. You don't need a second job on top of already all the jobs you already have. Instead, prize picks make it so it's like a nightly thing. You can decide if you want to make an entry or not, and there's no pressure. With prize picks, it's super easy. You pick two to six players on a given entry, and if they will score more or less in a given stat than their projection says on prize picks, it's just you against the projections. And if you get all your picks right in a six- player entry you get 25 times your money back that is incredible plus prize picks offers projections on more than just the NBA you've got the WNBA college basketball uh, which is over so that's not very helpful right now but you got baseball you've got NASCAR you've got F1 it's all in there and so many more sports under the sun go check it out entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada download the prize picks app or go to PrizePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, prize picks will give you $100 to join your $100. What a great deal that is. Don't forget to hit the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit
0: match up to $100 with prize picks. This is Jake from locked on. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, closing it out. It's the
1: big one, Big V. What's more likely? The Raptors win or the Bulls win? And why? What you got? I was I was maybe on the fence about giving a prediction. I will officially give my prediction for this game. In this segment, (laughs) Ah, the crowd goes wild, big V. What do you got? Who's winning? Why?
2: Uh, so I am actually gonna go with the Raptors taking this one. Uh, I I think they've been very good at home 27 and 14 at home. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in terms of the kind of Jekyll and Hyde season that they've had, uh, I would lean towards getting the good version, uh, Wednesday and maybe not the not so good version on friday
1: <laughs> if it's the hawks they could probably handle that uh the heat very annoying uh though <laughs> the, the heat also kind of butt this is the thing about all these teams v is uh they're all kind of butt in their own when weight. you're in
2: the playing tournament <laughs> yep that's usually how it works
1: varying <laughs> degrees of butt
2: <laughs> yeah so so yeah I'm, I'm going with the raptors in this one i think they'll pull this one out but i i don't feel too great about Friday
1: but well if it we'll deal with Friday later. If it comes. <laughs> I will say I don't feel awesome about this matchup uh a couple there. of stats for you Big V a couple of stats and it's just because the Bulls are a very different team than they were at the start of the season like they just it's totally totally different um I'm looking now the Raptors turned the Bulls over 20 times in their game on February the 28th. That was the third most turnovers the Bulls allowed all season long. They're a top 10 team at not turning the ball over. The Raptors are number one in that category. They're going to have an edge on anybody in the turnover department, but the Bulls, they're pretty good at not turning it over. And obviously, we know, DeMar DeRozan's pretty good as like a ball security guy, all of that stuff. Um, That, I, I don't know if you can replicate forcing 20 turnovers against the Chicago Bulls in a one-off game. Maybe you can. It's one game. Anything could happen. They could force 30 turnovers, and it would be crazy and fun. But this was the third most turnovers. Actually, funnily enough, the second most turnovers the Bulls uh, had in the, the season was November 7th against the Toronto Raptors, 22. Um, Raptors, good at forcing turnovers, and so maybe that lends some credence to the idea that they can replicate the 20 turnovers, but that's hard to do. It's just they're they're a good ball security team. The other thing, the Raptors shot 15 of 42 from three. In the game against the Bulls. The Bulls were 10 of 25. Big advantage in the three-point department. The Raptors, no only how many times? Only three times all season did they hit more than 15 threes. They hit 15 threes a handful of times, like five times on the year. One of them was that Bulls game. Um two of them were against the Houston Rockets. <laughs> so and one was against the Hornets. So I, I don't know if you can count on 15 of 42. You're not going to get the Fred Van Vliet game you got in the in the first matchup between these two teams, but I also That's don't think crazy you're going to get... They yeah. shot
2: 15 of 42 with him going one of nine from three.
1: Yeah, they got... Uh, what was it here? They got five of 11 from Gary Trent Jr. They got two of four from OG, uh, two of three from Scotty Barnes, and three of five from Chris Boucher. Uh, so maybe you can disperse those threes around... I just feel like banking on the Raptors having a good three-point shooting night is a way to uh, lose all of your life savings. Uh, Because I don't trust it at all. They are number 28 in the league in three-point percentage. Both of these teams very low in three-point volume, by the way. Raptors 26, Bulls 29th. So, um, again, going to be a nasty, nasty rock fight of a game. Those are the reasons I'm a little little concerned. I'm also, again, concerned about Zach Levine maybe not having like a natural guy to guard him where you feel super great about it. That said, you can always switch OG onto that assignment, and I, again, that's where I think Precious might come in here. Um, all that said, you mentioned the home thing. That's probably what it comes down to, so I will very, very, very weakly pick the Raptors to win this game. Well, I don't feel awesome about it. I don't love this matchup with the way the Bulls have played of late. Plus, the Bulls have Patrick Beverly, the king of the play-in tournament. I don't know how you take that crown away. Uh, Who do you see as being, like, the Raptors version of last year's Patrick Beverly on the Wolves, who becomes just, like, the star of the play-in tournament because he very clearly cares about it more than everybody else? Um, I know the Raptors and caring about things. Maybe don't go hand-in-hand all the time, but... (laughs) Yeah, look, I'll, I'll
2: rock with Chris Boucher, man. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think if he can just come in there and be a little crazy and do what he does. <laughs> uh, and we, we saw, you know, he kind of made a name for himself beyond Canada with that game six that he had, right? Especially in that mm-hmm. first half uh, mm-hmm. against the Sixers um, and kept, you know, was a big part of keeping the Raptors alive in that first half before it all completely fell apart. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Chris Boucher came out and had a really, really strong game, uh, at least against the Bulls.
1: Yeah, I mean, history says he will do that. I want to also ask you, you know, I mentioned my concern about the defensive matchups. Scotty Barnes has been, I think, Markedly better on defense in the back part of the season than he was at the start specifically as like a help guy, more than an on ball guy. Um, you know, in that game against the bulls, you mentioned the, the fourth quarter where he's basically playing center to close the game, eight points, five boards, four blocks on three or four shooting in the fourth quarter alone. That was the crazy block party game. Um, do you think Scotty maybe has a little more to say about the defensive matchups than maybe we're giving him credit for here? I've kind of just like penciled in Scotty to be sort of like a meh defender most of the season. Do you think there's a world in which like Scotty goes into like postseason mode here and just kind of ratchets things up? He does feel like the kind of guy who when the lights are bright tends to try a lot harder and kind of give a, give that a four-quarter effort as opposed to a one-quarter effort that we've seen Quite often this year, like, I guess that's another thing we haven't baked in here is like the one game sort of stakes and pressure who responds well to that. I mean, the Bulls have plenty of guys who have been through playoff games, you know, Demar obviously Nick Vucevic, uh, some playoff games with the magic and stuff. Um, The Raptors, I would say a little more experienced in that department. It won a title. A few of the guys on the team did all of that. Um, you know, I know, I think we, we kind of know OG kind of gets up for these games, that type of thing. Like, is there maybe an unspoken Scotty quality to this game that could feature Scotty just kind of coming out and deciding, no, 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 we're winning this game and it's because of me.
2: Well, I, I think if there's one thing you go back to that fourth quarter that he had against the Bulls, it's historically we've kind of seen him we've kind of seen him play his best defense at the five. Yeah. Right. So um, that's not going to be the case in the first quarter. That's not going to be the case in the third quarter. Uh, So how much he gets to do it in the second and fourth, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think those are his opportunities, I think to shine defensively. Uh, And then again, going back to, you know, can you get, uh those guards in trouble or you know does nick go with a really tight rotation um and then kind of you know if say for example precious who has kind of been in the doghouse a little bit uh you know if he doesn't figure into it much or he doesn't have it going to start then maybe you do lean on scotty at the five even more Mm -hmm. maybe not ideal uh you know against Robin but you kind of ride it and just see how it looks uh but uh I think that's where he's going to get his opportunities to shine defensively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the guard, at the Ford, uh, you know, we've, we've seen guys kind of blow by him on the perimeter. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to get too hyped about what he might be able to do uh, in those situations, but yeah, definitely, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, playing free safety a little bit, playing against a big, yeah, he can definitely shine there.
1: Yeah. To answer my previous question as to like who I think is going to take this game extremely seriously, uh, it's kind of the guy for me who has been the most serious Raptor all season. That's been Pascal Siakam. And I do think we've seen a history of him really locking in defensively when things really matter. Obviously, he carries a massive offensive burden for this team. And I think his defense this season, certainly not the level it's been at in previous years. But it's not to say it's bad. And also, he's just so... Got a knack for massive defensive plays in big moments. I think back to plenty of games against the Miami Heat, the double block on Jimmy Butler, all that stuff. Like, even back to the bubble in 2020, I will lean on this forever. As much as his offense was an absolute, unmitigated disaster in that series, his defense was one of the reasons the Raptors pushed that thing to seven. He was unbelievable on that end and i do think there's a world in which he becomes like the zach levine foil um you know he's long he's pretty quick laterally yes he's kind of been more prone to blow buys this season but you get a couple days of rest here didn't play on sunday he'll have fresh legs um i'm hoping we see like a pretty big defensive effort from pascal siakam like i think that's something there's his there's history of that of him kind of ratching it up on that end when it matters most, uh, which they're going to need. They're going to need his help side rim protection. They're going to need him switching out of the perimeter. They're going to need everyone pulling in the same direction, something the Toronto Raptors have struggled with at times this season. Big V, to say the least, any parting shots here as we wrap up this what's more likely preview of the play in uh, before we uh, get out of here. Any any last parting shots?
2: Um, No, man, I, th- I think we've covered it pretty well. Uh... If you want any more coverage, uh, I should have a preview up for Raptors.com after, you know, uh, going to practice today and getting a bit more uh, out of uh, the pressers. And uh, beyond
1: that, there's nothing much else. Yeah, my last thought, um, really hope Gary Trent Jr. has himself a good game and not a bad game because that could literally be the difference. Uh, The three-point shooting, I'm concerned, Big V. I'm a little concerned. We're going to leave Everything it there. could be
2: the difference for the Toronto Raptors in 22-23. Yeah. Such has been the season.
1: <laughs> Imagine trying to predict a single game with this team and spending 37 minutes on a podcast trying to do so. Morons would do what only... Only morons would do that. Uh <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, morons. Uh, we love you all, the good people out there listening to the show. Uh, reminder, please jump into our Discord chat. on. Uh, you know The link is in the description of the podcast, whether you're listening on audio or watching on video. It's a lot of fun in there. Good times, good ball chat, draft talk, which I have yet to partake in, because I don't know what I'm talking about with the draft just yet. That's after the season problems for Sean to figure out. Um, but we've got uh, all sorts of stuff in there. We'll be in there for the play-in tomorrow. Also, tomorrow... Couple episodes coming your way. The Wednesday morning episode will be dropping with Pat, the designer of Locked On Bulls. We will break down the game, sort of what's at stake for both teams, sort of bigger picture look at both squads as we go into that one. And of course, uh, we've got the uh, recap of the game as well. We're going to go live on the YouTube channel after the buzzer, probably around ten o'clock. I would say, just based on when, when time come, you know figures out, I got to get the show prepped and stuff like that. Probably ten o'clock. We'll go live to break down the game on YouTube as well, so you have that to look forward to. And and uh, hopefully we're talking about a dub. If not, we'll be talking about slightly improved draft position. Yay! Can you feel the excitement? Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it. Go follow all Big V's work. He's the best. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Follow the show, Locked On Raptors. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff on YouTube and wherever else you get your pods. And we'll be back again tomorrow with Pat, Desi- Pat, the designer of Locked On Bulls with a series preview crossover or series preview, I wish, single-game elimination crossover. Uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for hanging.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.